weekend and uh, met some folks who are are fans of the podcast i didn't realize they listened and you know definitely appreciate it but please share it with your friends and your communities um when folks ask for podcasts to listen to be sure to recommend with all due respect it is episode 175 gentlemen well with the white voice what up Five thousand north south florida it's your boy j joe we shouldn't have left you Oh, fuck. It's been a long time. Yeah, I know what I meant. Goodbye. Keep you know, going. I knew what you meant both ways, so that's cool. Awesome. How's everybody been? Okay. Uh, how's everybody been? It's been it's been a while. This is the longest it's been. I, you you mentioned people liking the podcast or something like that. You got you prepared to expound upon that? Sure. So it went out um Friday to a little um, event on Friday uh, at, in Miami uh, and just walked around. I saw a few people um, that I knew, um, but I didn't know they listened, necessarily listened to the podcast. So, you know, they were like, you know, this was great um, during COVID. Um, it was just something, a nice highlight uh, of my week, you know what I'm saying? Which, you know, that's just nice positive shit to hear. It was, it was very... I mean, it made it made me feel good, you know. Like, you know, what we do is is still resonating with people. People enjoy what we do, so that was that's always motivating to me. Um, but some of y'all niggas is connected, so you should like share that with your famous friends, so we could like, you know, get it popping. Absolutely. How are you feeling? Like we have a good podcast, and we like some funny niggas, and we only hear it, like from the people that we know. So it's always good to hear it from people I don't know as well. So. Everybody thinks I'm an asshole. Yeah, we had that conversation this weekend as well. Yeah, it was kind of weird. She's like, oh, you're different. You're different in real, I guess, real life than you are on the podcast. I was kind of taken aback. I'm like, well, what? First off, she made it seem like I was a square. She was like, oh, well, like, because we was having a conversation, and I guess she enjoyed the conversation at least for 20 minutes of the conversation or whatever. And she was like surprised that she actually enjoyed the conversation for like 15 to 20 minutes. And I was like, did you think I was a fucking square? And she didn't say yes, but it was clear that she felt like I was a fucking square. And like in real life or like, no, like in real life, like I was like, oh, you thought I was a fucking square. And it was kind of it's kind of wild because I don't necessarily know how I come across or even how we all come across individually on the podcast. But how we come across individually on the podcast may not be necessarily 
how we are in real life. And at least for me, seldom is it like that when I meet people. I agree, but what what she mean by by square? Does she mean square as in like you little lame, or are you just like kind of buttoned up and go by the rules and shit? Non fun. Both. Non fun. Oh, not fun. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. That's crazy. I mean, I think we're all pretty much fun. I don't know if we all get fun. Fun vibes from the podcast. I know I do, but like, yeah. What is chef? Y'all don't look like y'all. I mean, y'all don't sound like y'all. Did you just say it's not giving? It's not giving. I'm 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 not not giving fun. Well, no one's ever actually said I was fun, though. No, nigga. You're a fucking blast. We have gifts of gifts of you dancing. You got pink short sets. Like, nigga, you. Yeah, you're a good time. You do drugs. Pause. We're talking about chef. Right? the pause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, all apply. All is applicable to you, also. Yeah, so. I mean, because everything, all the, all the attributes you just described, like me, I'm like, shit, I got a pink short set, my damn self. So. All right. Yeah, and you do drugs, and, and I do drugs. You know, and and you like to, and you like to dance, and I love to dance. I didn't know exactly who you were talking about. Uh, I saw you at a wedding reception one time, just uh, running around like you were an airplane <laughs> with your with your arms out. Oh man, that was maximum fun, man. That was maximum elation at that point. Uh-huh. Well, I think in general we some fun niggas. I mean, I would, I would hope niggas that are entertaining to like listen to and and hear niggas do banter for two hours would be fun in real life. I can't imagine a nigga not that has that skill set not being fun. But I think I, I think we have the context of that because we're all friends and we know each other. And we know that we're just fucking around on a podcast, but everybody doesn't have that context, right? Like some people really feel like the first time we've ever met was on day one of the podcast. And the relationship that we have <laughs> on the podcast is basically the relationship that we have in real life. Because that's all a lot of people, that's all they know, right? So they feel that their personas and the emotions and the conversations we have on the podcast are really the entirety of our relationships. You know? That's fair. Well, shout out to y'all, man. We appreciate y'all. Um, and if there's any other secret listeners, you know, just ping us. You know what I'm saying? Let us know or write a message on Apple Podcasts so we know that y'all listening and you fuck with us. So, But, yeah, definitely appreciate y'all. Um, so, adventures. What have we done since we've been gone? So, there's been a lot going on. And we'll go through it. Detail by detail, we'll, we will. We're gonna rip this shit apart just so y'all know what's been going on. Because a lot of times y'all be thinking, "Oh, these niggas some assholes. They just podcast when they want to." We be busy, man, between work and life and everything else in between. Stuff happens, so let's just go down the line, man. I know J. Joe. First time, the first time you're supposed to pie that we missed. Um, he had to go out of town for be out day. Be out day. Is a, <laughs> no, hold on, hold on. It's, no, your, no, fault. No, it's no, your fault. It's your fault to start no, this shit no. off. It's a, it's a good time. We <laughs> haven't recorded. I think it's probably all your fault. <laughs> like every, I don't know. I think I like a month has been your fault for a whole month. And then you that's cap. I don't know. You, we the only go. time it was, the only time I missed is when my mama popped up and she didn't say she was coming, and I was like, I can't park. Cause my mama just pulled up. Hey, y'all shouldn't, y'all mama, like y'all shouldn't do that. I love my mama, but don't let me know you don't. You finna be here. 
house be dirt. Oh, your house wasn't ready. But go ahead. No, man. Why don't you talk? Why don't we start with you? You went to Trick Daddy's restaurant, I heard. Why don't you talk about That's that? That's not in order. I want to go in chronological order. And be out days the first thing? It's literally the first thing that happened. Nigga, that was so long ago, nigga. I don't remember what I ate for breakfast. Um, It was fun. It was hot. I drank brown liquors. I did halves of the edibles. Uh, it, was, it was a good time. Um, a lot of fun stuff happened. I had a lot of shit to talk about. But we didn't pot and you know brain cells. So why do niggas uh, only do halves remember. of edibles? I mean, as as uh, if that changes things. Like if you do two halves in thirty minutes, I mean, you might as well have just taken the fucking whole. Yeah, does does, that, make do you, does that make you? Does that make niggas I don't either. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy um, talk. Chef's got great but, um, by the way. I think I was high for like six hours, but anyway, that's good. It's not um, necessarily good. Let's get Let's get into it then. Uh, so we gonna go back to you, J. Joe. But we went. We were in Miami this past weekend for the Orange Blossom Classic. It is a, a annual. Well, as of this year, it's an annual football game between Jackson State University and Florida and M University, our alma mater, as you all know. And it's a good time, man. Like, you know, niggas come, they they get fancy Miami hotels, and it's like a bougie, fancy nigga weekend because you're in Miami and you do fancy nigga shit there. Um, we got a little block of rooms at a very expensive hotel that is probably far too expensive for me. I probably shot my expensive load, if you will. But it was a beautiful hotel, brought my family down there. Um, Will was there. Um, a lot of the homies was there. And we had a great time. Uh Day one, um, on Friday, went to uh, a day party, well, evening party. Uh, I don't know, Wood. I, I wasn't feeling the, the party, mostly because I don't think niggas dance anymore. Or maybe it was, we were in, in the midst of bougie niggas who don't dance. Um, Why is that not a topic, talk? bro? Like, we were in Dade fucking county, bro, and it's like... Yeah. One of the meccas, one of the bastions of dance. Of dance, yeah. And nobody was fucking dancing. Like, you could hear Artistic was the DJ, and, you know, he always does his fucking thing. But you could yeah. see this nigga trying to bring the vibes out of niggas. Like, I'm about to go in my bag and play shit that niggas is going to dance to. And there was nobody in Miami fucking dancing. And, it, it, or, it, and just open kimono. It wasn't like we were at a spot where it was just people that were not from Miami like it was like a stuffy party or something this is very much a localish spot like there were motherfuckers there who don't know shit about FAMU or Jackson State and they were not dancing and that was so wild to me because Florida is very much a shaky shaky ass state and nobody was shaking shaking their ass which is crazy also because artistic is well versed in all things music right so like he can do a florida ride out he can do whatever ride outs you need so i already i know the music was on point and like i said was, uh miami's the only city i know where all the thugs dance too so i don't understand how what, nobody was dancing the problem was it wasn't enough like like thug niggas in there and great we was in overtown like we was in winwood which is really just gentrified overtown so it was just like i felt like even the niggas from there is like man 
if you go block this way, it's all bad. So just be careful. I was like, I wasn't planning on going to block that way, but right. but um, stay where I'm at. <laughs> I'm definitely staying where I'm at. But yeah, it was it was just it was strange. Um, Do you think I mean, what like were people on their phones? Is it one of those things like people are too busy trying to? It was stunt on Instagram or I wouldn't say Instagram, but it was too busy. Niggas just trying to stunt. Everybody had a table. It was oversaturation of tables and lounge chairs. Like everybody was trying to like, bitch, I got a table, but nobody was like in the open. Like I'm about to just show the fuck out. There was none of that. So do you think tables have ruined uh, club experiences? Absolutely. I think tables have ruined the club experience. I think, I think what Nick, because even my attraction to that party was everything I saw on Instagram. Like niggas are focused on taking too many pictures as opposed to just like not taking pictures and being in the moment. Like I don't really like to take a lot of pictures while I'm out. I rather just kind of be where I'm at. So I don't take pictures like that. But I just saw. I mean, people just taking pictures, and I mean, I guess that's what sells the experience. But it was, it was. It was strange, and maybe it's a situation where we're getting old, and we were in a place where it was kind of a mixed crowd. It was it went from, you know, niggas our age at the top, but it was probably started like in niggas like twenty five, twenty six or something. So it was it was quite a range, and maybe that's what shit is shifting to. Like niggas just smoking hookah and sitting on the couch, which is you could do that at home. That shit was white. But I feel like artistic played came fuck with the south. 400 degrees. And, he did. He played um, everything. Um, you a hoe, but you can't help it. I felt like he played all three of those songs in succession and nobody mm-hmm. moved. And, I was and he did the Tampa mix. And he did the Tampa. Like, he, nigga, like, like three Tampa Tony songs, a fucking Kaya song. It was like, where are the people? And that was kind of, that's, in Florida, that's weird. That's zombie status in Florida. Yeah, it was strange. So, you know, that's what happened on Friday. Niggas went home. Um, next day, so I put on a event called the the Rattler Yacht Club. So it was ah, the me premise myself. was Ooh, Lord myself. Credit Monster. Not Rattler Yacht Club, me. Chef. I, I put I put some shit on, some sweet shit. Myself. All right, you know. Chef Club. <laughs> no, no, it was this is me my my nigga D. And my nigga James, so we, we put together. It did it last year, but we was like, we want to try to make it make it bigger. Um, I've been doing events with friends for for years now, probably since college. Have you always taken since all college. the credit, or you just started? <laughs> I, I just said events. Didn't I just say events with friends? Anyway, I'm just, I'm just saying. I said, I'm but did a, you? You said I threw a yacht party. We can run the tape back. I mean, out of all of us on this podcast call, I'm the one who did it. Like, oh shit! This nigga doubling down, nigga. If, if, nigga if my nigga was there, God is my nigga. The biggest yacht party ever. Big, big. Huge. I've been like, we did it. Huge. Um. So he. So anyway. So he did the event. We tried to do it bigger. Um. Been doing events for about twenty some odd years. Just different things from between college and 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 me and um. And five thousand, we do a party for homecoming. Like we we do, we've been doing stuff. And I've been doing stuff with various friends over a long time. Over over throughout those times, I'll always <clears throat> look for what you call a fuck moment. 
fuck moments really when you just like you sit in the corner you're like fuck like either it's a situation where you, like something unexpected happened or maybe they just getting a fight at the party or someone got too drunk and you have to do some risk man it could be anything right um so i always look for that particular moment and i know that might be negative thinking it's probably all it is but i always look for it We've planned for this event since we planned for this event since like June, early June. No, 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 May, May. So we started in May. Um, got some contracts together, did all the shit you're supposed to do. Um, put it, put together our budget and my, all, all, all the planning shit that normal, you know, normal niggas do. Um, but this was a lot bigger than we initially planned. Like we ended up having like seven yachts worth of people. And the premise is to put niggas on yachts, take them out in the water and party, tie the boats together and have a big party um, for, for a couple hours and go back. So <clears throat> once we got to the point where it was like we were the week of the event, the broker called us and said, you know, oh, one of the docks has changed. Um, so you have to adjust that. And I was like, my boy was like, I think that's the fuck moment you, you always talk about. I was like, nah, nah. That didn't make me say fuck. That just made me say, oh, okay. All right, well, adjust. So I was waiting for the fuck moment. So the day that we started, we started the day on Saturday at 9 a.m. and started, picked up a U-Haul and started running around picking up all the things that we needed for the event. We went to, went to Publix um, to get oh, liquor. No. I, this is getting long, man. We don't need to know every single place you went to. I'm you going. I'm telling the story now. Yeah, I'm but telling God, story damn, now. we only got so much time. Don't it, don't interrupt me. So long. I'm trying to tell the story. Hey. So we got we picked up the shit. Song about it. What yeah, yeah that's my fuck moment. <laughs> right. Okay. So I picked up. We picked up all this stuff. And I realized at that point, I'm like, we we have too much shit. This is this is not gonna work. <laughs> so we end up getting to the docks, and we start loading um, boats. And the shit started taking longer than it was supposed to. So there was a delay going to the other dock where the rest of the boats were. We go to the other dock where the rest of the boats are. We start loading shit um, as quick as we can. And then boats leave. And I'm like, oh, shit. So we, we put all this shit on another boat and like give their food to the other boat. Wood was on one of the boats that left. And we were like, just give the, their food to the, other, the niggas on the boat. We leave. Get a call that says, my boat don't work. My boat didn't even crank up. I'm like, what? So we had to switch boats on the fly. So by the time we got back to our marina, our boat was being switched to another boat that was super not sweet. So that wasn't the fuck moment though. I thought it was. Like everything started kind of slow. I'm like, this is the fuck moment. I'm stressed. I'm irritated. You didn't even want to, like a doubt, there was hella moments where I like needed you for like support. Because the Nick, our captain was trying to like do hella shady shit and like, hey man, put this cash in your pocket, take a picture of it, and then give me the cash back. Like it was like hella like what? shit, nigga. Like this, I knew this nigga was trying to scam me. There were hella shady moments, and I'm like, I need Chef to come over here and like talk to this nigga because I feel like he's trying to scam me. This nigga's like, you got Venmo? I'm like, I do, but I don't know what you need my Venmo for. He was like, yeah, I I I need you to Venmo me. 
five hundred dollars, and I'm gonna five. I'm gonna Venmo you back. I'm like, let me tell you, what's not gonna happen. Oh, hell no. Me Venmoing you five hundred dollars, you can get the fuck out of here right now, boy. Like that's the type of shit. Oh, that, was that dude was just a scammer on the side. That's just yeah. That's the type of shit. That was like, I'm, not, I'm not about to do that, bro. Like you can fuck off, or you can kick all of us off this. But like, I do not care. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, go ahead. What made you think he was a mark? Anyway, um, anyway, so because my name, because he thought my name was uh, uh, Racine's government name. That's who he thought I was. Oh, he thought you was Racine. Yeah. So he thought. You, okay. Yeah. So um, that's weird. So he. So what anyway, was that? You yeah, like he has a weird yeah. name. Like his name was. I don't know. He, 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 does that name? He came that name to me and him? asked me like, "Was I Racine?" Of course, government name. But he's like, "Are you Racine?" I'm like, "Nah." I don't know who that is or whatever, but he's like, oh, I need you to sign this paperwork. I'm like, no, nah, you need to talk to Chef about that. Like, I don't sign on paperwork. I'm a passenger. It's like the rest of these motherfuckers. So if they're not signing paperwork, I ain't signing no motherfucking paperwork. And he's like, well, we can't sail. So I had to end up signing some fucking paperwork, signing half of my life away, but I stopped at giving him money. Yeah, he shouldn't have given him money. So I called, I mean, you called me about that. That, that that's, and then crazy enough, that wasn't even the fuck moment. What the is fuck the fuck moment? moment I, I'm was when, what the fuck moment was. When y'all got y'all's anchor got tangled with the other boat. Ah, uh, yeah, that was the fuck moment. We we thought that was some Titanic shit. So basically, the propeller on one boat came in contact with the anchor chain on the other boat. That made a loud shrieking crash sound. Right, like niggas Jesus thought Christ. that the boats were gonna like one, these shits are about to fucking sink. Right, like it was bad. Like it was a loud ass fucking noise. The engine stopped. It was really aggressive. Everybody's drunk and high, and everybody comes out to see what's going on. And at one point in time, everybody comes to check on what's going on, and the captain is not even on the boat. So where the fuck did the captain even go? This nigga jumped in the fucking water with a knife in his mouth like fucking Jacques Cousteau, and fucking is trying to untangle the motherfucking change from the motherfucking propeller. And that went on for like 45 minutes. Like, that was a really bad situation Niggas thought we were either going to sink or have to go back to motherfucking shore because of the the violence in which those two boats collided. Yeah. I didn't realize y'all collided. Jesus Christ. Yeah, like it, like the, like it was a loud shrieking sound. And that's basically what kicked off the other comedy of errors in that once that boat, once the boats were separated, our boat was pretty much at 50% power. Like it, it, it was never able to get back to full power and whatever navigation system that it used to like guide itself closer to other boats or closer to shore was damaged. It was not able to be used anymore. And that's what fucked up everything else. Yeah, to come in on instruments? Basically, it was a nigga like just driving the deuce and a quarter like by sight. Like there was no... <laughs> There was no backup camera. There was none of that shit, right? And that ultimately led to the point where that boat could not dock up to the other boats. Because all the boats are like side by side by side by side, right? They're tied together. And you go party, you kick it, you drink, you smoke and shit. But our boat was unable to connect to those other boats. So what did y'all's boat do? So after about 20 minutes of that, we're talking to Buddy, and you know, like, once, like, Spanish niggas, like, once you ask them questions, the tough questions, they don't speak English no more. 
So what, <laughs> and my man, like we like our, our people over there, man, like we need you to move closer. Like, oh no, 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 my friend. And we're like, I understand what the fuck you're saying. So That's racist. It is. So niggas is like, all right, cool. So we're about to just get drunk and higher on this boat. But well, we look we look to the to the, what is it, the aft of the boat? The homie Castro is putting on a fucking life vest. Niggas is like, what is this nigga about to do with his life vest on? Keep in mind, we're about 30 yards away. I wouldn't say 30. We're about 20 yards away, which is about a, a little bit under a pool length away from the other boats. He says, I'm about to swim over to the boats. Like, mm, that doesn't sound like it's a good idea. Everybody's drunk and high. What are you about to do? Never mind. Splash. Castro's in the water. So at this point in time, the, the crew is panicking because the, the inhabitants of the boat have abandoned ship. Right, people are jumping into the fucking water. So he started. So he started this. Like, yes, he started follow, this shit off. He, he started just, a chain reaction. He just jumped into the fucking water. So I'm like, man, I'm not about to do this shit. Like, I'm about to go get drunk. I'm about to drink a little bit more. So I went and got another drink. I sat down in the air conditioner and I came back. When I came back, they were like, we're missing about five or six members of the boat. Right, they've all jumped into the water with their life vest. And I'm like, fuck, where did everybody go, right? Like, all, all, all our people left. Like, I, I think it was like me, Jay, like a couple people were left. And it was like, there are no more life vests at this point either. We we're like, I'm not about to be no bitch. Like, I want to go kick it too. So at this point in time, it's probably about 8.30 at night. There are no lights. And niggas are just like, fuck it. So Jay jumps in and he, and he makes the swim. About a twenty yard swim. That's not a not not a hard swim, but not an easy swim. If you can't swim and you don't have a life jacket, you'll probably die. So he's gone. So I'm like, all right, well, let me get into this fucking water. So I strip and put all my clothes in a garbage bag and tie a knot. And you swim. get you get you get butt bunky naked. Um, I got on drawers. I got on my okay. And you know I wear briefs too, so I got like nigga panties on. You like done to them? Yes, he got on. Mantis. Yeah, you know. How about you wear a brief boxer briefs at least? Jesus. No, I don't okay. wear. I don't wear boxer briefs. I got legs, man. I can't wear like boxer. Boxer briefs are silly. Okay, first this of all, boxer briefs are silly. thighs too big for boxer, boxer briefs. Are, <laughs> boxer briefs are really silly. Okay, I just want to let niggas know that there's no point to have that extra fabric. But so I strip. I put the shit in the it's bag. A couple, it's a couple reasons. It's, it's, it's definitely reasons. Nah, there's, there's no reason unless it's like shapewear for you or something. But. Swim across, and it was a pretty good swim, right? But once we made it, it was all good. So you jumped in the ocean. This is Biscayne Bay. Bay. It's the Bay. It's the Bay. Uh, it's Biscayne okay, Bay. Okay, fuck it. It don't matter. The but, fucking Bay. But there are no lights, and it's eight foot. If you it die, dark, if, if you die, you're done. Right, nigga. Like, ain't gonna find you good. Yeah. And you're drunk and high. Or yeah. at least drunk. nobody's looking for you. High and drunk. Yeah. So we Everybody's kick it. High and drunk. We're partying and bullshitting. At one point in time, I look up. The homies got the the bottle of. Bullet inverted. He's drinking that shit straight out the satin. He's got the pourer in his mouth. Like niggas is like, fuck it, we made it. We're about to celebrate. Then a voice comes over on the loudspeaker or whatever the fuck it was and was like, Yeah, so every this is like two hours in. Everybody who swam over now needs to swim back. And it was at that moment everybody's heart sank. That's when the physical challenge started. We I was did, trying to hide niggas like I did not account. Frank, I did not account for that. And he was like, get him out of there. Like, yeah. niggas was like betraying niggas. So you take drunk, drunk, and high, high niggas and um, tell them they need to swim back. And the swim back was longer. It was probably a little bit more than a pool length, probably about 30 yards. And 
it was a little different. So the first time we came over, it was one person at a time. So at least people could like monitor you and go and save you if you needed to like needed some help. Well, on the swim back, like six people jumped into the water all at the same time without life vests. So if anybody would have had any trouble or anything like that, niggas would have died. But everybody put their life on the line for the Rattler. Yeah, I'm sorry. Not Rattler. Yeah, club, chef. And, um, chef's boat party. Chef's boat party. It was a great time, man. It was a great time. A little bit of, it was my birthday night. It was my birthday too, but yeah, great time. Yeah, that shit, I threw up a few times during that moment. I was trying to hide niggas, and niggas was like, start like telling on niggas, like, he ain't supposed to be on this boat. And I was like, Jesus Christ, y'all. So, but yeah, that shit was crazy. So, then some crazy shit happened last year's boat ride. It doesn't, always. Some... No. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, I bet it, no, not like that, but. Mm, no, not like that. Happened at the like last that. boat ride. Yeah. I will. Mm-hmm. I will say this: Black people cannot swim. In general, black, black people, people can't, can't hey, swim. No. Hey, guess what? We you, we know you always know you can't swim. Yeah, because yeah. even me, I was like, that's a my, my boy was like, let's let's go swim over there and check on him, and I and I was very much off my square. Like I walked all the way down to the edge. And I was like about to dip in. And I was like, I swam a little bit earlier. And I was like paranoid, so I was like, "No, I can't do that." Like the paranoia is already taking over me. Like I can't do that. I'd be done trip, um, fuck some shit up. And granted, I already fell. Like I slipped trying to jump from boat to boat at that point, so I was already gun shy. Not an athlete, pissed on his leg. Moment's too big. <laughs> Moment was way too big. Moment was <laughs> super, super extra large. Yeah. Amen. So, um, so that's what happened. Um, but in general, everyone had a good time. You know what I'm saying? Niggas was like, man, party, great party. You know what I'm saying? Adventurous. Um, but it was nerve wracking. Let me, let me ask y'all this. Uh, one of our listeners, a uh, friend of mine, mm-hmm. she said that she was on one of y'all niggas boats and niggas started talking about toes and how it was important that women's toes look good and she said it went left from there and I was like well what did they say and she was like oh y'all probably talk about it on the podcast Does that I wasn't on that boat I, I, I vaguely boat. remember this conversation who is this person type it in the chat and I'll tell you if this is my boat uh hold on talk amongst yourselves yeah, yeah I, I vaguely remember that, that was yours that was my boat. Yeah, yeah, I remember that conversation. I was told I had weird conversations before y'all um, departed. I I don't remember. So what, what? I, I don't remember there being a a point of contention on that. Like chicks having their toes done. So what was the premise? Well, what was the conversation about? Was it about toe sucking? It was about toe sucking, but it wasn't about anything that was like a point of contention. It was like. I know who started the conversation and I know who was the leader of the conversation and it's not one of us. And that came up, but it wasn't like anything. The conversation was actually flipped because niggas was like, you need to have your toes done or whatever, this, that, and the third because niggas suck on toes and all of these things. But it seemed like it was the women that were less 
less receptive to having their toes done so their toes could be sucked on or whatever. That that was the weird part of the conversation, but that wasn't even the whole conversation. Are they don't do their feet? Um, I, I don't think it was that they don't do their feet. It was that they shouldn't be in a position that they always have to have their feet done. I think they want their nasty toes sucked on just as much as they've <laughs> done. <laughs> Got it. You should suck on these toes whether they're done or not. <laughs> I would beg to differ. I mean, although I'm also not a fan of feet. We, we uh, but, talked uh, about like BDS. We talked about a whole bunch of shit on that fucking boat when we couldn't get to where the other boat was. Like there was a, it was a, it was a conversation with some filth in it, but it was a good conversation though. <laughs> like, so since we can't leave, who likes anal beads? <laughs> well, I wish nah, we but, got to that part of the conversation. That would have been great. Nah, but them boats did get shady though. Like some people started disappearing and never came back again. So. I was like, well, I guess they 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 having fun. That's I, that matters. We started talking. Like, about, we started talking about different women's buoyancies based on their body shape. Yeah, that sounds inappropriate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, oh, that, uh, like, oh, them titties go float you all the way to the show. That's right. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> you know. Oh, he's trying. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, that's that's not that's not invalid. Were, were people fucking on the boat? <laughs> Pretty sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about y'all's, but I'm talking about in general. Yeah, it was it was a thing. I mean, the thing is, people were really off they square. Like niggas got all the drugs, niggas had all the liquors, so they were really just taking it to the next level. And like I said, some niggas just was like, had a great time, chef. You're never gonna see me the rest of the night. I was like, it's eight o'clock. Shut up. So I mean, saw that too. Shout out to y'all. I'm happy y'all had a good time, man. Um, I went home and had plenty of nightmares, plenty of nightmares, um, about niggas drowning. So that was traumatic as fuck. But no one died, so that was a blessing. It was. Woke up the next. Woke up the next day. We had a good brunch. The brothers came together and we had brunch. Um, had my babies and and my wife there, so that was it was a good vibe. And then we went to see the one of the yeah, worst football games I've probably seen in years. That was also great. You say. We had drugs um, at brunch too. I mean, everybody, yeah, we did. Yeah, every, everybody is just drugs, but it's a little different when the mother of the children passes you the drugs while she's feeding the other child. It's it's just weird, right? Well, like, the baby, the baby, ha- my babies have to eat, <laughs> right? But I mean, it's just simultaneously feeding the baby. And I, I, I do you tell it on yourself. No, no, it was it was us. It's it's fine. You see what just like, happened, right? <laughs> it's fine. We're, we're all friends, so it doesn't really matter. Like we we all talked about our usage. Um, but what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? You still have to take the edible to set the vibe, even if the babies are there. Like it doesn't make us worse parents. I would almost say it would make us better parents. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I drive better when I'm drunk. <laughs> I get hey. I mean, I'm I'm just saying, like it ups your level of patience, right? And, and I, nothing really aggravates you for real, for real. You just vibing, and and those, and we had and we had a nice vibe. And we had some nice liquor. We shared some calamaris as a group. It was wonderful. I thought lamb chops uh, replaced calamari as the nigga appetizer. Lamb chops uh, are appetizer. Lamb chops are an entree, aren't they? Oh, um, not not lamb in the black. Not in Atlanta. Not, 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 everything. That's not in Atlanta, though. Community. 
Uh-uh. Hey man, I'm, I'm about to that, go. Apply, I'm about to go apply for new jobs tomorrow, man. Like I definitely thought that lamb chops was an entree. If they are appetizers now, let me go talk to my recruiter tomorrow. And get oh, shit together. oh no. Oh, yeah. No, they're 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 appetizer in Atlanta, but in we were in Miami, we were in like a regular city, so yeah. they had calamari and chicken wings and you know yeah. normal tapas. Yeah, was, was this a black owned restaurant? No. All right, so black owned restaurants, they're gonna have <laughs> lamb chops as appetizers. One of them fake grass walls and gratuity is going to be included. The grass And they're going to have Hennessy waffles. We didn't have Hennessy waffles S- either. Somebody said, somebody posted today that if you walk into the brunch and you see a grass wall, it's all, you know gratuity is about to be added. 100%. Every 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 single time. <laughs> 18%. The thing is, they had a DJ and twerking in there though, so gratuity was included. Okay, well. When did 18% become a thing? Or why don't we just jump to 20? Like, why 18 is that just too? Pres- is twenty percent too just too presumptuous? I think Probably. so. But all you're doing is blocking your blessings because I was going to give you twenty percent. Like you didn't have Man, to. Like, it's always it it's always a, a a black blessing. I do trivia at this black owned place on Thursdays, and they like they, you can get uh, a Coca Cola. They're going to give you. 18% gratuity just because anything you order. I'm like, come on, man. So they're going to charge you $8 for a Coca-Cola and then charge another $2 like for the gratuity? It's a $10 Coca-Cola? Nah, I, they suck my uh, my undone toes. <laughs> <laughs> nah, this shit will still be three. Suck my undone they gonna, toes, nigga? Right, nigga. They still go they go get a like, $3 so so would you 60%. suck so all right so if, if you see some toes and you're sucking on toes and you see the toes are undone does that give you pause so i'm not in the feet either so if i have if i'm like oh i'm a, you're in the i'm gonna suck your toes category it, we passed that i'm i'm gonna suck other things too so true. Like, you know. true yeah yeah that means i really like you and we, we yeah. beyond all the superficial shit not that I would ever do that shit though so what's the rankings right so what's on things to put in your mouth during a session what is what is one to eight or one to ten or what what's on a scale of fingers to to rim like what is what what is it is it, I don't even know if rim is the ten depending on who you're talking to <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> I would, I would, I would do a rim before. Ass might be a three for somebody. What? I don't know if I ass is a three for you, and hey, you need to go to go to church. Rim, rim, and, rim, and toes about what what in my book too. You think man. ass and, and rim and toes are on the same level? Yeah, no, nah, rim, oh, rim boy. don't, rim don't stink unless you trifling. And if you, if well, ass stink. shouldn't really stink. Feet don't. Right, ass shouldn't really stink, and she's wiping her ass and washing her body, but. I thought the toes were gonna stink though. But I, but, but see, I don't do, I don't do all day rim. Like you, I'm, you gotta be, you gotta be fresh out. <laughs> you, oh, gotta yeah. Be, yeah. you gotta be, first, first yeah. day out. out yeah, there. very true. It's oh no, no, not rim. afternoon rim. Like he's like, <laughs> right, no, nah, not like rim. Uh, just had brunch. <laughs> we can go back to the rim. Finish the game at twenty one. Nigga said rim. Nigga said rim like chicken. Going to the rim late in the game. Right. Nigga, you lost. Nigga said rim like chitlins. You gotta clean them bitches and put them in the pot. Yeah, yeah. Immediately, they can't sit out. 
How long that asshole been sitting out? Oh, about 30 minutes? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, oh, that's Pearl. Uh, that is Pearl. We got to start over the bar. Yeah. You have to do that rule over again. That shit done broke. Yeah, she baby done broke her rule with that asshole being out 30 minutes. Hey, man. <laughs> I, I wish I could have been a fly on the wall for that conversation. Ooh. That was an inter- interesting group y'all had. It was, um, though. It was. It absolutely yeah, was. I just talking about a fictional conversation. Hey, man. <laughs> Shelf life for real? Hey, man. <laughs> how comfortable? You should have walked around saying, how comfortable on a scale of 1 to 10 is your rim right now? Like, if you... <laughs> like, I mean, where you at right now? You know what I'm saying? From the hotel to the boat. <laughs> It's interesting. Oh, hit a real shot. My my asshole <laughs> about a four. <laughs> right, I'm about a about out of four right now. <laughs> 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 I'm about a oh no, baby. Uh uh-uh, uh, hold up. Uh <laughs> uh. Where's your bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> Where's your bathroom at? Oh, man. Oh. So. Oh, man. So. This is a horrible segue, but fuck it. We here. (laughs) Hey, man. Fuck it. This is about to be real bad. Hey, man, you know the it's corn, little boy, man? It's corn. Yo. (laughs) No, man. Like, if I was younger and, like, uh, I don't know, in his Instagram, somebody should redo it with porn. Like, mmm, porn. <laughs> Everything about porn. <laughs> it's the grease. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's the grease. Mmm, porn. I mean, that was any, definitely me any, back in 1992. Any, any content creators out there, man, y'all go ahead and steal right. that, man. It's content yeah. gold. Yeah, man, y- y'all can have it, man. Just make Speaking sure. Of, Speaking catch, of catch content, Harry Spears has had the worst week up ever. Huh? Huh? It, yeah, man, that's a good good segue. So, Harry Spears, um, comedian, formerly known um, from Mad TV, he's had a few things going on. So, <laughs> to say the least. So this nigga, um, we'll start with the beginning. So this nigga got destroyed on on um, social media for talking about Lizzo. I feel like, I feel like at this point, it should have been. Hold on, hold on. What did he say about Lizzo? Right, you got to say what he said about Lizzo. I forgot what he said about What he said about her? You're talking about her right? Right, he was saying like, women are messed up, like telling Lizzo she looks good when, you know, she's a big old bitch, basically is what he's saying that. Like, y'all are messed up for telling Lizzo she looks good when y'all know she's fat and sloppy. Does he have a point on 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 female positivity? I mean, because female positivity does sometimes get extreme, where they'll be like, girl, you stabbed that nigga, you was living your own truth. Like, I mean, does it... <laughs> is there an extent to the positivity of the shit? Uh, I mean, I, I think you get into uh, uh, toxicity, you know, feminine toxicity. I mean, toxic... When you get into yeah, yeah, girl, kill that nigga. He deserved it. But, I mean, if Women really see beauty in other things as, you know, 
past just the physical beauty. You know, they think self-confidence is beautiful and you know what I'm saying? Like I mean, yeah. I mean, us as men ain't the best to look at. Most chicks find something that they like and just kind of hold on to like they, they got good calves. So like, I think women can see past, <clears throat> past some shit. And who knows? They really might think, I mean, you know, beauty subjective, so they might really think that she looks good. So, you know. I know the Bill Burr um, show, they was talking, his stand-up, they was, he was talking about, and I'm paraphrasing, talking about how women lie, lie to each other because they don't want the competition necessarily. Like, you, know, you, you look great like that. Stay that way, basically. So it, it might not be genuine that all that positivity is not coming from a real place. But, but what percentage of women do you think are really like, she's competition, I want to keep her fat? Like, maybe 1%. You think? I don't, th- I don't think women are doing that to be uh, duplicitous. You know what I'm saying? What do you think? It's, so you th- oh, so you, re- okay. I think, I, think it's, I think it's just their culture now. I think it's just a cultural. It's, just a, it's more right. like, so like genuine support. Women fuck with teams, though. I mean, it's just, they have alliances and teams. Like, they won't generally break those ranks right openly unless there's a reason so like lizzo was on their team right like we're not about to tear down another sister of the of the yaya sisterhood so fucking right lizzo do your motherfucking thing now they don't talk about around or fucking back but they're not gonna break ranks they're always gonna be positive about each other publicly because they don't want to be that one they don't want to be that one to be like this fat bitch like that like, whoa That's you know? true. That's just how they operate. Now they'll definitely talk about her individually behind her back, but not in open company. Makes that sense. makes sense, and, and that, I was, I've witnessed that, so that makes sense. Um, but the thing is, where Aries Spears doesn't have a a leg to stand on, if you will, because I think it's, it's he's treading dangerous ground and even making that statement. Because I don't even know what the point was. I think he was just kind of just ranting. Um, and people do that on social media for attention. But if you're going to say something like that, you better make sure all your shit is clean the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause all they did was just, just, just slingshot the, the insults onto this nigga. I mean, they went as deep as, as calling out his hyperpigmentation on his face. Like, nigga, you are dying of diabetes. He is. Because but he's not. He has this. He's not because he's not on the team. We just talked about. It. He's not on the team. And if but he's not, not on our team either, though. Like I mean, I, I didn't really necessarily feel bad for when, this nigga. When, 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 it to women, when it comes to women, there's only one team, and it's their team or your or the other teams. He's not. But we niggas over here, team. though. What was your thought? Like, what? I mean, I thought it was stupid. Like, I was like, man, you need to. Um, you I shouldn't have said that. I mean, I. I understand the premise. I understand his point, and I agree with his premise, and I agree with his point. I may not agree with his delivery and all the the comedic extras that he added, but mm-hmm. there is something to the hyperbolic female positivity thing, right? Like we've all seen it. We've all seen it on fucking Instagram where a chick comes out. Yeah, I see you, bitch. You got. I see you with your shoes, bitch. You got on <laughs> shoes, and you got on pants and a shirt, and like they're all excited. And it's like. She's really just got clothes on, and that's just. But they're they're bigging up their sister, and it's like, all right, that's all cool. I'm all about female positivity, but you're sitting in the background like this is fucking ridiculous. Um, and I get that, and I think that's what he was hitting on. I think it was just Lizzo was more the comedic 
lane to take and it may have been taken a little bit out of context and a little bit negatively from the female population at large. Yeah, but and you kind of have to be have your kind of shit together. Like for you to you start slinging fat and obeseness and you're obese yourself, it's just like, ah. yeah, yeah like, I agree. You know what I'm saying? Like you're opening yourself up to that. Yeah. Um, Bruce, Bruce can't tell fat jokes. They had to be self-deprecating. Like you have to kind of turn the gun on yourself uh, instead of Lizzo, like because it just makes you. It made it made him look goofy, like. Right. And and I agree with you. Would I? Don't, I don't. I don't disagree with what he said because I really think all that stuff is coming from a phony place. I don't. I don't think it's genuine. I don't. But I just feel like. I'd rather just stay out of women's business. Like, I'm not going to speak on it. I can speak on it with y'all. Like, I could freely speak, like, all oh, this shit is crazy. Like, this shit ain't real. Um, I'm doing it right now. But that would be the extent of it. You ain't going to hear me say that shit on Instagram or some yeah. public forum. But, but he, I ain't going to say it on Facebook. I ain't going to say shit comedian. about Lizzo. So, JJ, I mean, he's a comedian, right? So, we've had this conversation before about comedic license. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Five Stacks, JJ, how do y'all... I mean... Does this infringe upon comedic license? Should he have comedic license to say these things? He can't. Yeah, you can say whatever the fuck you want to. Mm-hmm. But you also, you know what I'm saying, it's going to come back to get you. And, I mean, I hate to say it, like, Dave Chappelle can say some shit that Aries Spears can't. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you're at a certain point in your career, it looks more like a joke. When you look like you're struggling and you might be struggling, it comes off as hate a little bit. You know what I'm saying? It's like you're fighting up. You know what I'm saying? Like, nah, it's and I just think that's where he was. And it didn't even come off funny. Like I Corey Holcomb does the same thing, but it's not It's hilarious. It's funny. You know what I'm saying? Like Aerie Spears, it didn't even really come off as funny it came off like a, 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 a angry nigga yeah it just sounded kind of angry with it so if you're gonna tell a joke so if you're gonna say some bullshit in a joke that might offend somebody you have to land the joke right it has it's to be. delivery like yeah that's a very good point he didn't deliver it well and in general Ari Spears has kind of fallen off as a comedian for a while and I think it's because he's kind of bitter. Like, it's not good to be a bitter comedian because your your jokes will never land because you're more angry than funny. You know who else is becoming a bitter comedian? Mm. I wish I knew his name. Who's the nigga that was uh, dark skinned, bald? He was like butt naked on one of those movies. Oh, uh, Face on Love. Yeah, Face on Love is getting like that, man. Oh, Face on Love is definitely bitter. Yeah, yeah like I, I hate seeing comedians who are mad. <laughs> like niggas always got some shit to is say. Is that because he never got his comeuppance? Is he never? I mean, he, he that's what it was. He, he I mean, Phase on life. Love used. To, I mean, Phase on Love just to be on Tubi movies now. I love Tubi. Don't don't get me wrong. Tubi is excellent trash TV for me, but the masses don't fuck with Tubi. What is on Tubi, bro? What are you talking about? Every every bad black movie, the Tubi app, like I, on Roku. If you I, got Roku, I don't, I don't watch none of that shit. You should. It's fun. No, like if you don't, no, if you like trash not. movies, I should not. I don't like trash movies at all. I don't like trash black movies, especially. 
So you don't like none of the Brian Hooks movies? Uh, who? Oh, you never seen Three Strikes? Never mind. All right. Don't watch them coon tunes, boy. Don't watch that shit, boy. What's that porn? Porn? What's that? What's that horrible porn that nigga looks at? Uh, Habibi? What is it? Habib show? The Habib show? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like the equivalent of a Habib show, but a movie. It's like a Habib show for TV here. Yeah. I don't watch that shit. I'm on, oh, the only man. shit I'm gonna watch is this shit with Jaguar in it. That's about it. Is that on Tubi? What is that on? That's no, on that's Bounce. on Bounce TV. Ooh, it's Bounce above or below Tubi? It's not low. It's not, it's, it's far oh, below. There's, there's levels. I mean, no, 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 I'm watching stuff too because it's on me. Um, but yeah, so the other thing this fool did was recently, I guess apparently he's being sued um, by some. Ch- um, well, they're they're grown now, but they were children at the time. But what happened was he and Tiffany Haddish um, had some children do a skit about pedophilia, <clears throat> and apparently the children that were in this in the original skit are now of age, and they're suing them. Um, for I guess putting him in a bad situation, like a kind of a molesty sort of situation. Um, Were they molested, or was it just molesty? It was molesty. So, nah, has anybody seen it? I didn't want to see I've it. Seen it. I've seen it. I've seen it, and it was first off. First off, that shit was it. not funny. That shit was creepy. Oh, so you did watch it? I did watch I did it. it. Okay. I, I, yeah, I watched as much as I could. I would fast forward through it. So so basically, the boy was seven years old. The sister was 14. Um, they're suing because what they had the little boy do, he was like in his drawers with his legs open. Dog, the shit was very fucking cringe, as they say. Like, So I was fast forwarding through it. And at one part in the first part of the sketch... He actually like shoots baby oil on the little boy's back, right? And I again, I'm fast forwarding through it, but I didn't know that he actually massaged the little boy's shoulder. So yeah. at that point, it's like, oh, nigga, you crossed that to me, crossed that line, which it makes me like an Aries Spears sideways, like nigga, like at no point did you was like, all right, this is a bridge too far, like all right, I don't, nigga, my little nieces nephews whatever like i you know you just kind of careful around kids and especially a kid you don't know like mm-hmm. you're actually gonna massage his shoulders like not at one point you're gonna be like nah man this you know this too much we, you know you can even if you're gonna try to get that joke off you can do it without actually touching them and then the scene after that he's like in the tub and he's like a pouring tub. Wa- yeah Jesus pouring water on him. I mean, man it's it's bad so i feel like both of them should settle out of court. Tiffany Haddish, I mean, she she leaves the scenes, but you got to think these are like if anybody's ever <laughs> been in a movie before, like they do these scenes over and over and over. So who knows how many times he massaged that little boy? You know what I'm saying to get the fucking shot. Uh, with Tiffany Haddish, the at the time the sister was 14, and like basically Tiffany Haddish, I don't know if it was for the skit or whatever, was basically having her like. I guess she was supposed to be eating something, but also supposed to be looking like she was doing fellation. So that's more so grooming. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Which, yeah. by definition, is. I mean, yeah, it's for a show, but it, I mean, a skit, but yeah, they they should just 
just sell out of court. Pedophilia is not funny. Like, there's no funny angle right. to it. It's not a, yeah, it's just not a thing. They tried, correct, but it was just, once again, Aries Spears is a part of a joke that did not land. Right. And coincidentally, or ironically, <laughs> um, they're playing, he's playing like R. Kelly in the background. And this is before the R. Kelly shit went down. So I was like, that's crazy. Cause I was like, damn. And they added R. Kelly, but nah, this was before R. Kelly. That's just a song, my mind's telling me, no, you know, your body's calling. So I was like, that's just crazy. And speaking of R. Kelly, is this nigga not canceled anymore? Cause what, what happened? Nigga, every, every, like, on these little TikTok <laughs> that turned into Instagram reels or whatever, this song that he has, like, Shake, shake, and they do this little dance to it. Like I've seen the motherfucker over and over and over again. You never, I think it's him and uh, fucking Ludacris. Is that the song? Our Kelly was never canceled. It was never canceled on our side. What'd you say? Our Kelly was never canceled on our side. I yeah, I, I know, I know. Uh, here you go. Thing- leg, leg, take it. Oh, you should be a jam. I don't really drink. Yeah. Is JJ freezing on yours? He froze. Okay. Yeah, that motherfucker froze. That's the spirit of 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 the of the cancellation. But um, yeah, man. The thing is, TikTok's model is based off of re- pulling out old music and making it new again. So. It doesn't necessarily shock me that they pulled out an R. Kelly movie. Like, you're going to... Movie. <clears throat> R. Kelly song. I mean, because they're going to start... Hey, my back. <laughs> you're, you're back. Oh. I was saying that um, because of how TikTok kind of moves their business model, is kind of based on taking old music and making it new. So, I mean, the fact that they pulled out something from R. Kelly is not really a shocker to me. It was probably going to happen eventually. I mean, they've made a lot of old songs famous, so again and up their streams and things like that so it was going to come to him eventually i mean these kids don't know enough about r kelly or have the context or even care enough to like say oh we're not going to use a song like this song works for the little dance routine i'm trying to do so you know the niggas ain't that deep we could like canceling um fucking mystical y'all what the fuck what mystical do what do you do? He break somebody again? Yep. So, yeah, yeah. This this one's kind of like he's he's going back to jail for it, nigga. What right? did he this do? is like what the third do? time, huh? What did he do? He took it or? Yeah, he took it. Uh, mm-hmm. said she was uh, he was with a chick. Said the nigga was on some shit. Who knows what he was on? But he was fucked up, and then like they did the rape kit. Like, he would choked her and all that shit, and he was talking crazy. Like, he just was on some shit. And, like, drugs, so yeah. So it looks like we're going to have to stop listening to Here I Go. I'm probably going to stop listening I, to I, I know you know. I know you know. <laughs> but um, what's fucked up is that I, I've told y'all the story when uh, Mexico stole my hose, uh, that story, before. You told it. Who stole these hoes in my room? Mexico. No, you told the long story at the beginning. I have to wait till the next podcast. But 
I always wanted to. Uh, so being in New Orleans, I thought I was going to run into him and see if he remembered the night. And it was Panama City, and we ended up at uh, the Girls Gone Wild house. Um, they had a house. La Vila. No, 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 no. They I they rented out a, a house. Gotcha. No, they rented out a mansion. This is like the height of Girls Gone Wild, and um, like they asked if we want to come over there, so you know. Yeah. Again, I'll tell this story another time, but you know, mystical and Girls Gone Wild. Did y'all watch the Girls Gone Wild? Uh, I did. I still have to watch the documentary. Yeah, yeah I, I, I heard it was pretty. I heard it was pretty cringy too. Yeah, but let me tell you, that party was going up, bro. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Anyway, I always want to get get not get with Mesco, but see if he remembered that night because it was a it was a, it was a pretty fun and memorable night, man. So hey, I'll you tell him one day on the podcast. Passed out, bro. Huh? Okay. Oh, nothing. Well, man. Um. But let's go. Let's 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 shift gears. This want to get get away from the cringeworthy shit. Um. So I want to give a shout out to Serena Williams. Um, she participated in her final tournament as she will be um, going into retirement after being one of the most decorated athletes of all time. Um, regardless of sex. So shout out to Serena Williams. Yes, sir. Congratulations. Um, she went. To, she got to the third round of the U.S. Open. Um, so she went out in style. Um, it was a star-studded occasion. Uh, we had Tiger Woods out there, Mike Tyson on shrooms. It was it was a vibe. So um, congratulations to her, um, and cheers to her for having um, such a great great career. You know what I'm saying? You like, saying Tiger Woods was on shrooms? Is that what you said? No, I said Mike Tyson was was on shrooms. He looked he looked crazy. He like, was he, like he was off his square. High out of his gourd. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, Tiger was was normal and cheering for her, <laughs> but um, shout out to her. Um, and then um, shout out to um, to Francis Tiafo. So I wasn't gonna include him, but I didn't realize I I thought he was French or something else. You didn't see the um, American flag by, by his name. I did not see the American flag by his name. I saw I saw the news articles um, about him. So shout out to that brother. Um, he's he's heading to the semifinals. Shout out to Prince George's fucking county, my nigga. This is a Hyattsville product, nigga. You better represent for this nigga, dog. Talk about this nigga was just from America, dog. This nigga wasn't from the fucking Virgin Islands. This nigga's from PG County, fucking Maryland, nigga. Well, shout out to that brother, man. You know, I'm happy for him. I'm happy to see black folks shining. I know I saw some, there was a bit of controversy, um, at least on Twitter. There's always controversy on Twitter, but uh, they were talking about how the, the commentators weren't um, going, haven't been going up for the black athletes uh, during the U.S. Open. Calling out Chris Everett, I know um, for Coco Golf, she was had a she had a match yesterday. She lost the match, <clears throat> but in in doing so, like the the commentator, I think it was Chris Everett, um, kept on like kind of downplaying her her what she did well, and kind of elevated everything that she did wrong, which is I guess par for the course for black athletes. Like I know she did a lot of that with Serena earlier in her career. Um, so this is interesting. I mean, but I'm happy to see that black folks are still shining in tennis. There's a future for Coco, obviously, um, and a, a future for, uh, for Francis. So shout out to them. 
I think we I think we glazed over. I don't think glazed is probably the best word. No. I think we kind of just blew past Serena a little bit. Um, do you feel that Serena Williams is the best athlete ever? Any sport? Uh, I think statistics show that. I think she is. I'm, I'm, th- I'm factoring in a few things. <clears throat> I think tennis is not, ain't no, ain't no, ain't no hoe as far as sports. Like it's a, it's an individual sport. So I respect the fact that it's an individual sport, all the pressures on you. And it requires a lot. Like it's, it's a very, like tennis athletes are, are real. You know what I'm saying? They're constantly running. Um, it requires a great level of strength and endurance. And she did. She did it. She's been playing since, like, she's our age. So she's been, and she's been playing since she was a teenager. Like being able to sustain a level of success over all those years is pretty amazing. I think she she won her first. They were. I saw something that said she won her first U.S. Open match the year Tom Brady was drafted uh, to to be a part of the she, New England Patriots. She's won eighty five percent of every professional match that she's played. That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I, I can't think of anyone who's outshined her as an athlete. The only person, and I know you're gonna, ha- I know people are gonna hate this. The mm. only person I can really think of that has that type of efficiency, I mean, Floyd Mayweather, maybe. Floyd, Floyd is, is up there. Floyd is undefeated. You can't duck. You can't. T- you can't duck tennis matches. Oh. Who did Floyd duck? Pacquiao for years. He ducked a lot of motherfuckers. <laughs> he does. He ducked a lot of people. That's Ooh, a, that's who did he duck? Point. Oh man, that's he, the nature um, of boxing. Though boxers can kind of pick and choose who they want to fight based on like the the purse. But Serena's going into days and days of tournament competition. Did he I mean, shame? I mean, I don't want to shortchange Floyd because because Floyd, what he did was nothing short of amazing. And I'm not saying he's above Serena. I'm just saying that when we're talking about people that are in that ilk, you know what I'm saying, in that tier of efficiency and effectiveness and elite, it, it was elitism, we're talking about, I would put mm-hmm. Floyd in that conversation. Um, Floyd, Serena, we got anybody from football? I think football's too different. Like, Jordan, I, I mean, you, Jordan, you got to put Jordan up there. I would say you could put you could put Jordan up there. Tiger, yep, Tiger. <laughs> put Tiger up there. Actually, absolutely, one of the greatest champions. We're talking transformative athletes. So, I mean, I think what I think what uh, Serena's done in comparison to like a Tiger Woods is she's she's elevated black women. To be in tennis, you got Sloane Stevens, you got Coco Goff, you got um, what's the other sister's name? Um, Japanese American sister Naomi Osaka. Yeah. Like she, she's in, she's those people, those little girls' inspiration. That's who they saw when they were like two or three years old. That's what their mom and daddy looked at when they put them in a tennis in a tennis outfit and said, "Get to it," you know what I'm saying? Like she's so she's been an inspiration to for future champions. I haven't seen that with Tiger necessarily. Ooh, whoa, 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 whoa! So, who are the people you think are saying who have said um, explicitly that Tiger Woods is my inspiration? 
pretty much they're, every they're black champions. person who plays golf. Like black people generally, so? black people generally did not play golf like as casually as we play golf now before Tiger Woods. Like go back, go back to that time. Like the homies, yeah, yeah. the homies right. didn't go play golf before Tiger Woods. It wasn't like what you doing this Sunday? Let's fuck around and do a foursome pause. Like that wasn't a thing before Tiger. And I'm not saying Serena wasn't transformative, but Tiger Woods did something different. The only reason why I don't put Tiger Woods in the same category as Serena is Serena plays a much more dynamic and athletic sport yep. than than Tiger. But as far as awesome. transformation, a transformative athlete, Tiger is kind of that nigga from a transformative standpoint. I would say that I don't see enough niggas on the PGA tour or the, even the, the in whatever the other one, the Arab tour, to say that his impact was that big for at least for for black folks. And I guess and I'm looking at it in that scope, and his son's probably gonna be that that nigga. He might be the best child. Okay. Are you saying that? Yeah, I mean, JJ's working through some mic problems or whatever. But Motherfucker, god damn it! <laughs> he yeah. back. Only thing that comes oh. through is the obscenities. Everything else doesn't come oh. through. Oh, I say golf is an expensive sport. You know what I'm saying? That's like, I mean, it's not the same as Jordan basketball. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, t- tennis too. Tennis is tennis is very much a country club sport. You gotta have money for coaches and shit. Tennis is not no competition. Basketball, of course. Basketball and soccer are probably the cheapest sports to play. And that's a big part of it, too. I was thinking of putting my daughter in tennis because she's kind of tall, and I thought maybe it would be a, an advantage, and I saw the price. Like, because one of the big training centers, tennis training centers is in Orlando. I saw the prices, and I was like, mm, well, maybe you could do a volleyball, maybe. So, yeah. Especially in Florida. Florida is real big in tennis. Sarasota is huge in tennis. You know, Andre Agassi used to have a real big camp there. Um, Shout out to um, Kamal. He went to FAM. Uh, Chicago. Yeah. I think he's, um, is he Coco's? I don't know if he's Coco's coach, but I, I think. Coco based in Florida. That makes sense. Is he like her kid? No, no. We got Alphazine who's no, her no, kid. No, 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 no. What'd you say? We have brothers who are her kin too, like her uncle. No, 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 no. He has like a, a million dollar uh, or multi million dollar uh, like tennis flex or something in Chicago. Oh, um, right. So shout out. I forgot what Kamal's last name is, but he went to fam. Shout out. What's up, man? But um, congratulations to her. <clears throat> what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do when we start doing the podcast on video and we get this this five stacks face? I look at Five Stacks face right Come now. Come out, Murray. Sorry. Look at this nigga face right now. We're not going to be able to do that when we do video. Five Stacks, what you going to do when we're on video? You can't make that face, bro. Uh, uh, it'll be different. This will be better, though. It'll work without the, uh, without the camera on. It'll <laughs> be rolling yeah. a blunt on the camera. I think I, I think I, I look forward to doing it on camera. It's gonna be um doing the podcast on camera. And it's not Coco, it, it's Sloan Stevens. Got it. Okay, that makes sense. Coco based in South Florida. I think yeah, Sloan's not based in Florida. Okay. I think she's from Florida. I think she's from Lauderdale, but she ain't based there. 
Okay, cool. Um, the goblet that's kind of. What was you about to talk about? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's keep on. Let's keep it on sports. Um, it's fall. I mean, well, it doesn't feel like fall, but fall is coming. Um, is it time for boy? It's fall to me when I could get a pumpkin scone from Starbucks, which is what I did today. I did that today. A scone? Um, you ever had the pumpkin scone from Starbucks? That's white of you. Man, it ain't. It it might be. Do y'all hey, eat scones? I have a lot of scones. You eat a scone? Jay Jones seems like somebody who eats a scone. What did you say? I see you seem like someone who eats a scone. Uh, um, I have before, but it's not like. What is a scone? It's kind of like a biscuit. It's very dense from what I recall. It's a sweet biscuit? It's a sweet biscuit. Yeah. It's a dense. Nah. Dense sweet biscuit? You can't call it a biscuit. So, uh, Five Stacks said it was dense. It's, it's dense. definitely dense, but it's not. And I can't think of a biscuit that's not dense. I mean, that's kind of the... Maybe it's like a, a a biscuit and something had a baby. Like a crumpet? Like a biscuit and a cookie? May- yeah, maybe. A bookie? It's like a bookie, man. I had one um, today... Along with, I didn't have a pumpkin spice latte. I have the same coffee. I drink the same type of coffee every day. But I think it's fall when the pumpkin things are available. They had the pumpkin donuts and Dunkin' Donuts. Huh? What's the coffee you drink every day? I drink a cold brew, the extra shot. Um, Black, uh, just to get the get the juices flowing and get the wake me up. You feel me? So. Yeah, I do that every day. Um, so I know when pumpkin things are available at either Dunkin' Donuts or Starbucks, it's it's fall, so I, it gets me excited about football, and and the season's cracking off this Thursday. Well, tomorrow, yeah, We're recording on a Wednesday. Um, any predictions for the NFL season from y'all? Any bold predictions from y'all? Before we do that, so Goldfish mm-hmm. Goldfish makes a graham cracker pumpkin spice. Oh shit! Like the cookie, like the goldfish graham cracker. It's a graham Those cracker with pumpkin spice seasoning. Special. I find that. Special. Thank you. Go get you a bag. Of <clears throat> Limited edition. Go get you some. I believe you. I'm gonna cop that tomorrow. Awesome. Bold but yeah, any bold predictions? Football. Like, who do you think is gonna win the Super Bowl? Who's gonna be the Ooh. AFC champion, NFC champion? AFC champions, the Kansas City Chiefs will come back to show that they're not fucking around. The Kansas mm-hmm. City Chiefs this year will be like the Golden State Warriors of last year. It will be the Kansas City Chiefs versus who we have in the NFC. Kansas City Chiefs versus the LA Rams in the Super Bowl. I think the Rams going to run it back. I do agree with you on... The Kansas City Chiefs. I think they they did all the stuff they were supposed to do in the off season to kind of get them right back in the um, proper position to succeed. Uh, as far as the NFC is concerned, I think I think it's going to be. I don't know, man. I feel like oh, whatever you think is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like. 
Minnesota might do something. Whew. All right, JJ, your turn. We're done with Shep. Definitely not the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. Uh, Hold on. So, wait, this motherfucker just said the Chiefs and the Minnesota Vikings, and you said definitely not the Chiefs. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not talking about him. His thing. I'm just oh, saying. I'm about to say. I, the, I, I ignored. I ignored the Vikings. Oh, I'm about to say Chiefs and Vikings, and the problem you had a problem with was the Chiefs. Like, wait a minute. Uh, oh man. I know you want to see the Saints in your heart. So let me. This is my bold prediction. Uh, uh, it's not even that bold. Um, Jameis Winston is going to get hurt uh, probably in about five games, and then <laughs> we're going to be rolling with Andy Dalton, who's still going to get us to the playoffs. So. Um, you think the so the Saints are going to make the playoffs? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I'm saying Saints are going to make the playoffs. You hear it now? I want to uh, see some of that money action on that. I want to put some money on that. Uh, Vegas has the Saints at seven and a half, uh, so I'm definitely going against the grain on that one. So you're going at what? You're going at what? To ten? You're going? Uh no, it's the NFC. NFC, you probably won't need ten. You need probably about nine, I'd say. So I. They gonna make it in the playoffs, nine or ten, whatever it takes. They gonna make it to the playoffs. Let's That's talk tomorrow, bold. brother. You, I, I might have some money to put with that. Let's talk tomorrow about that nine. I mean, I'm, again, that's <laughs> I'm. That's just my bold prediction. I'm saying I'm putting money behind it. You oh, know what okay. I'm saying? You got the you, the odds are in your favor. I'm trying to set this shit up. Uh, for, I do. I do. Th- I like the Rams. I like the Rams. I'm trying to see who might Niners. be a crypto. Um. 49ers, they got it. You think 49ers got a quarterback? They got Jimmy G still. Yeah, so y'all y'all don't think y'all niggas don't have no faith in the Bengals? I like the Bengals. I like the Bills. I think the Jingles I think Jingles. I think the Bengals were a fluke. I think the Bengals are a good team. I just think that Kansas City's like really good. I think they're gonna win it all. Like once they go to the Super Bowl, but yeah. I think Maybe the AFC Championship is the Bengals versus uh, the Chiefs, but I don't really believe in Buffalo, though. I think Buffalo might. I think Buffalo's been getting too many props. And they have a good defense. That's what wins games. That's fair, but yeah, I don't. And I just don't Josh know. Allen. And they changed. They, they changed. They, they changed their um, offensive um, coordinator because he went to where to go. He went to New York, so that's gonna. There's going to be an impact there. How many games are the uh, Washington football club? Whatever the fuck y'all are. They're going to be the worst team in the league, ain't it? It's going to be between they're them and the Bears, play. right? Mm-hmm. They're playing the NFC East. There are plenty of games to win. Right. Yeah. Okay, so it might be the Bears. It might be the worst team. What about your Dolphins? Ooh, I'm putting the Dolphins at nine and a half. Nine and a half, like I might, that's, I might over, bet that's over under. Wins. Okay. I might, we might bet with who has more wins, the Dolphins or the Saints. Ooh, I'm ready. The Dolphins I, I, might I, be I'm straight. ready to put money on that. I got money for that, ready to go. Mm. Call me as soon as the as soon as the market opens. No, nope, I might. That's, that's that's not what I'm gonna do. What time but. the market opens? Nine <laughs> Call me as soon as the market opens. How your other team finna do? Because I'm worried about. I only care about them. Oh, the Titans. Yeah. Uh. I mean, they're going to beat up on Indy. We know that. I mean. Well, that's, that's not going to happen. I could bet that. I'm fine with betting that. Everybody wants your money. Let me tell you, Tannehill ain't going to do it. 
So, <laughs> so I need I need Tannehill to get uh, hurt so we can get that good, that good black brother out there. And, Who's uh, our backup? I think he's gonna end up uh, Malik. starting. Malik Willis. Mm-hmm. Oh, Malik Willis. Malik. Oh, yeah, yeah, boy, don't worry about it. And let Tannehill uh, trick off the first two games. Y'all gonna see. I forgot about Malik Willis. Yeah, they're gonna definitely let him play. Can Malik Willis hit the broad side of a bar? Yeah. Yeah, run into that motherfucker if you have to, so. He'll be hurt by week, by week six, though. If Tannehill's out by week two, he'll be hurt by week six, and guess what? You got the white boy back in in week seven, just like clockwork. How, how we feeling about Baltimore, the Ravens? Hey, man. Well, I think what what Lamar going to do? I, for, I forgot about Baltimore. Lamar looked like he going through a storm. Did you see his interview today? Like, he doesn't look like. He's living a life of luxury as a as a as a quarterback who has a lot of money. He just looks disheveled. He, looked, he always looked disheveled. He looked like he's he he like he staying young or Samson or something. I think it's time for him to cut that shit off his head. I, I know I sound like an old nigga at this point, but them them plats ain't sweet. <laughs> ain't he from Pompano Beach or something? Where's he from? I think he is from Pompano Beach. <laughs> he's from South Florida. He never cut that shit off. So y'all he go to like, Ely. She's never coming out. None of y'all niggas got faith in Brady and uh, Tampa Bay? No offensive line. About, let's offensive let's talk about line is let's dead. The offensive line got like two, two, three starters out. But here's the thing. Brady Olay done left him. Like, that's why he, he, he was out for a few weeks. And then when he came back, he looked like, a, like he lost his mind. He's not straight right now. Like, in his mental. Like, he ain't finna mm-hmm. no games like that. But see, at times like this is when niggas either, like, you know, Shut up. Right, exactly. <laughs> so who knows that he might pour everything into that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Hey, but hey, is that not the realest shit he ever wrote though? Like that nigga said Can you can you give some context for the people that don't know what we're talking about? So Brady went on hiatus for like twelve days or something, right? And this is after training camp, end of training camp, right? So that's unheard of. Like this is time to it's get back to business time. And Tom Brady fucking disappears for like twelve days. So everybody loses their shit. It's time about to retire. What the fuck is going on? They're asking questions, press conferences, and nobody has an answer for it. So finally, Tom Brady comes back. Like, nothing fucking happened. Just like, you know, you like you go into the bathroom during the club and you fucking vomit and pass out and then come back like nothing ever happened. He does that. And he has a press conference and they ask him what the fuck happened. He's like, look, man, I'm 45, man. I just got a lot of shit going on. And that might have been the realest shit I've ever heard. Because once you hit like that 38, 39, 40, like literally, honestly, and truly, nigga ask you at any given time, it's like, look, man, I'm 40. I got a lot of shit doing. And I felt that. And I felt No, I, f- I felt it. I felt I it too. I felt that. So, I was having this conversation earlier today um, about like once you get in your 40s, you just have to uh, strap yourself in. Because it's Nothing but bad shit's coming, right? So <laughs> I, it's just the truth. Like you're at that age no, where people getting divorced left and right. Um, people's parents are passing. If it's not your parents, it's somebody close to you, aunt, uncle. Your, you know what I'm saying? Shit. Yeah. Most motherfuckers' grandparents have passed by now. But you're just gonna get friends coming down with illnesses. You're, you're gonna have motherfuckers getting cancer. You know what I'm saying? It's just like at this stage in life is kind of like yeah damn we you know you just you just gotta kind of 
grant not, not grin and bear it, but just bear it. It's just it's just how life is gonna be now. So yeah. you know, all all the fun times and you was going to all these weddings and everybody's popping bottles like y'all oh, niggas niggas on blood pressure medicine, niggas around here need Prilosec, acid reflux, you know, niggas yeah. getting gouts. You know what I'm saying? Like strokes, sure. heart attack. You gotta so yeah, that was some real shit. But what's even crazier is that when he went on his hi- his hiatus, his wife also took a solo trip to fucking Costa Rica, whatever the fuck, some island somewhere. And I think she was like, you know what? I've been watching these fucking kids. You've been out playing foosball. You know what? I'm getting the fuck. And just left them kids. And that nigga's like, oh, fuck. Let me go ahead and stay at the house. See, did you right. babysitting on hiatus with them kids for 12 days? That, yeah, fucking right. That's why he looked like that. He was taking them kids to the like fucking that. yeah. He was dealing with them fucking kids. How many they got? Like three, four of them motherfuckers. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. He ain't used to it, and she's probably fed up because he. You know how many times he probably said this is my last year? And you know what? That makes perfect fucking sense. Now right. Way. Yeah, she got the fuck. That is what happened. He probably got the fuck and say out, and she probably bought that ticket and just left. And he's like, oh. They said they said that was it. They said she rode out. She was like, she was yeah. out for that nigga. Yeah, nigga. Yeah. I don't know if it's a rap. Promising. Right, I don't think it's a rap. I think it was just like I'm tired, like nigga, I'm I'm tired of shit. I'm I'm in ten kiddies, your children. Let me go ahead and get me. And wow, Giselle said fuck that shit, damn. Right. Yeah. And you know she ain't no fucking slouch, so she right. probably been. Oh yeah, she definitely got it in that shooter while she was out there. Right. So you know, she like you know I'm trying to you know I'm I'm still fine. Fuck y'all talking about. Watch this. So, she gave that nigga that's something another, to think about. So. But that's another good point, though, because the other thing, the other part of what you said about, like, when you get to your, your late 30s, 40s, and, sh- and how shit's always happening at that point in life, it's also where you kind of learn how you deal with adversity. Like, not, like not adversity like losing the football game, or having some issues at the, at the crib, or I mean, at the job, or something like that. It's like, how do you deal with real shit, and how and how to, and how it affects like other shit, like your professional career and things like that. So, Tom Brady now at the point at forty five, you going through all this shit. He had to actually take care of his kids for twelve days and all that bull type of shit. How is he going to deal with real life now? What do you mean, real life? Like real shit that's been going like at the crib going on. How's that going to reflect um, in his performance? I don't think. It's gonna I think it's going to. I think it's going. I think it's going to fuck him up. I mean, once you once shit like that has <laughs> happened, like I mean, I mean, I, I, a lot of motherfuckers don't have kids and shit like that. I mean, I, I, I don't know. But once you've like been like you go through you once you're dealing with the marital. And the the spousal and the dependent issue at the same time, mm-hmm. that's probably as bad as it gets outside of somebody being terminally ill in the hospital. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't get no worse than that because it's like my old lady don't fuck with me. She's fucking on hiatus. You don't know what the fuck she's doing wherever the fuck she's at, and you got these fucking kids. Football pales in comparison to that fucking emotional fucking strife. Uh, let me tell you, I used to get a, a text message like, we need to talk later on. Let me tell you, that's 
That's the worst thing <laughs> in the fucking world. Like, tell me what the fuck we gonna t- need to talk right. about right now. I think I'll go somewhere where we can talk. Right. And I, we'll talk when you get off work. Oh, now the rest of my day fucked up. Yeah. You gonna tell me this shit at nine thirty? I don't get off the five. What? Right. <laughs> now, now I'm angry at it. Got the bubble so, guts for seven hours. I don't know what the fuck we about to talk about. So, I mean, and and if your spouse isn't uh, on the same page as you. The motherfucker knows your buttons. You know what I'm saying? This nigga like eats the same thing every day. If she'll move that nigga egg whites or like hide the fucking tofu. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like now it'll throw your whole schedule off. You know what I'm saying? Like your lucky fucking blanket is nowhere to be found. So yeah, who knows? But then you have some people that like you know. At one point in my life, when I was going through some shit, nigga, I was like, "What well, shit? I might as well just go to the gym every day and got in the fucking best shape of my life." And so, like you said, it just depends on how you can how, how people deal with that adversity. Um, I don't know. I think black people are more can, can deal with it better than white folks. So we'll, see. Uh, well, this shit not working out. I just go drink this Hennessy and figure it out in a minute. Figure yeah. it out tomorrow. But you ain't got to take what's worth. Wait, do we know 100% um, he split? I had to get it. Yeah, chef. We don't know 100%. Um, I know it was said on um, a a sports podcast I was listening to. It was on Bill Simmons' podcast. I was talking about it. He's like, man, his wife left him. So, I mean, and Bill Simmons doesn't say stuff like that. He's a pretty reputable journalist. He doesn't really just spout that type of shit out. A lot of the insiders that I know, they they don't say that his wife left him, but they do say that there is marital strife. Mm. Because effectively, Tom Brady came back to the NFL this year. He unretired without... He broke a promise. ...without (laughs) necessarily consulting Giselle on it. Oh, so they beefed him because he went back to work? Yeah. When he said he was going to retire, basically. So this shit could be worked out. Depends on how many times he's broken this problem. I mean, the niggas cheating on you with football. That's not that bad of an issue. <laughs> and you live in Tampa, Florida. I'm thinking about Lovely Tampa, Florida. At least you get a check from that. Right. Yeah, that's real. Instead of getting checked. <laughs> well done. Well played. Very spiritual. You've rocked with us this far in the podcast. Obviously, you like something. Go ahead. Visit Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Show your love. Show your support. We love providing quality content for you guys. We do it absolutely free of charge. We do it out the kindness of our heart. But the way that you increase our footprint, increase the popularity of this podcast is to support. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And as always, if your shit is hot enough, it just might be on the show. Now, for the With All Due Respect. Uh, with all due respect, uh, noticed some things while we were gone. Um, one thing I've noticed are these white sororities doing all this like intricate choreo in front of their sorority, white sorority houses. Um, when they get all that rhythm, is that like from TikTok or some shit because they out there doing it. So then I started thinking, well, maybe it's the same white girls like cheer, cheer squads 
and just going to different ones. But it's been different schools and different sororities, and I don't think they'd be false flagging like that. So just want to know where this fucking trend came from and why is it here? But like, how they get all that rhythm? Uh, second thing that I've noticed because um, it's back to school or it's been back to school uh, for these colleges but they've been showing off these dorm room makeovers um, I stayed in Pattyfoot at FAMU and my roommate didn't bring nothing no TV, no refrigerator so we shared all my shit um, shout out to him uh, but like these parents are coming in here and doing all types of sweet ass shit and like big screens and all types of snack machines and shit. So like, shout out to them. I'm waiting to see them do like, like prison makeovers, like dorm room makeovers, maybe. And that shit would be sweet. Like, you know what I'm saying? So again, content creators, like I'm just throwing this shit out here for free. You know what I'm saying? If you don't take it and run with it, but yeah, they should do like, prison makeovers like them dorm makeovers and last but not least um tevin campbell officially uh came out of the closet uh said that he's uh, a homosexual man and like black twitter and people was like you know like duh and water is wet you know what i'm saying and you know it's it seems like it's funny um, but like if you like I read like a little some somebody kind of digging deeper into it and like when people come out of the closet and your response is like oh motherfucker we knew that like we know you been gay nigga I've been knowing you was gay since you was a little kid like that's not what they're like looking for first of all it um, it takes away from their moment because they're not coming out for you they're coming out for themselves and it takes a lot for somebody to do that clearly it took Tevin Campbell uh, I mean the nigga looks 60 so let's say he's about 45 to 48 um but like that long to come out some people never come out so to have that type of courage uh to do that I feel like the black community could have embraced him more and then it's been like, you know, that's what's up. You know, we're here for you. We're good. You know, that's what, you know, live, live your truth. Cause, um, you know, I'm sure that was a hard thing to do with all due respect. All due respect. Um, we could probably go into it more next week, but oh, while we've been gone, like, the concept of quiet quitting came up. Now, I don't really want to go into quiet quitting. Um, because I think it's kind of a contrived term. Um, I do want to talk about quiet firing, though. We're in a quiet firing is basically, um, I guess you could call it like a constructive dismissal where a company doesn't necessarily fire you, but they don't give you the support, the resources, or um, the inclusion necessary to be successful in your job. I have seen this throughout my career um, happening. It's happened to me. It's happened to others um, where uh, you might be in a situation where you're, you're, you're not being included. You're not being treated as an equal um, and things like that. And I've seen it even with my current job. In fact, I had a conversation with my, um, my, 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 my director. Um, she's basically the, 
the director of an engagement I'm currently working on, and she was like, can't help but notice, paraphrasing, can't help but notice these crackers treat you different from everybody else. And I was like, you know, I peep game. You know, I've been in this for a while. I know how this shit works. I've been, I can maneuver through most things. She said, yeah, you do. You do a great job at it. Um, and you still produce. I, I respect you for it. But you don't, no one deserves to be treated badly by any, anyone. Um, and I want you to be happy. I want you to get on another project that would get you where you need to be professionally. Um, but it's better for your mental health and things like that. And I want to give it, and I, I, I respect her. I mean, I've worked with her for a while now since I've joined the firm. Um, she's great. She's a black woman. And I think when companies and cultures start to become toxic, and which most are, I think that's just par for the course. Um, you, also, you always need to have the right people um, in your circle and in your corner to make sure that you are able to grow and succeed professionally. So living in, in, in this different sort of economy where we see people on one end of the spectrum, not necessarily happy with what their job is, um, but they'll do what they need to do in order to get the job done, which is considered quiet quitting. And going to the other side of the spectrum where you're um, trying to be um, do all you need to do to be successful, um, but there may be a level of of exclusion and um, and kind of bad faith tactics, uh, and I mean the quiet fire and shit. Uh, you need to have a circle. You need to have a community of people that you could rely on resources internally to make sure that. Um, yeah, like mentors, things like that, to make sure that you have the right people around you to put set you up to succeed. I'm happy I'm in that situation. I'm happy I have those people. I have plenty of leaders and and mentors and 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 peers I, I work with to kind of make those type of things happen for me, and I'm grateful. Um, but just from some professional advice, if you're seeing that in your career, if you're seeing that type of environment where you work. Make sure that you have those type of allies and that, that type of support system. And if you don't, bust a move. There's plenty of jobs out there. N- nobody wants to work like that. Um, so make it happen for yourself with all due respect. Yeah, no, nah, it's cool, baby. Chef said I could quit. <laughs> with all yeah. due respect, um, uh, dear cashiers worldwide, um, <laughs> This message uh, derives from an experience I had at McDonald's over the weekend where uh, it was raining. Um, it was breakfast time. I ordered a combo. We asked what kind of drink I wanted. I wanted high sea orange. And I received my drink at the second window. Um, noticed that it had a lot of bubbles in it. I was like, hey, you know, I don't think it's high sea orange. So I give it back. So when I give it back, I um, can pretty quickly determine that the young man who gave me the drink in the first place does not either does not speak English or does not speak English well, and I'm okay with that. Like I don't have a problem with that, but that gets to be significant later. So, um, so I'm waiting there for a while. So a young lady emerges from the back, and she's like, um. I don't know. I guess like, may I help you or whatever? I was like, yeah, he gave me a, um orange drink, but I wanted high C orange, and I think that might have been Fanta or something. 
So she's kind of explaining something to him. I can't really hear what they're saying, whatever. Um, but then she does something, press some buttons, and was like, this this one is his. So at this point, I'm assuming, hey, I'm straight in a minute. I'm going to have me a Hussie Orange, and I'm going about my day. Well, anyway, time elapses. So the same girl emerges from wherever she came from again and was like, what are you waiting on? I was like, I never got the high C orange. <laughs> so um, she's like, oh, okay. So she presses some more buttons. She's like, oh, well, that's the problem. It's out. Is it something else you want? So I asked for a Coke or a Sprite. I don't even remember at this point. But like I stated at the top, it was raining. So I had a um, little cloth in my passenger seat, and I just picked it up and, you know, like <laughs> wiped my door a little bit where some rain had come in. wasn't a big deal. I didn't say anything to anybody. I just got the cloth and started wiping it. So she takes it upon herself <laughs> to come back to the window and was like, you know you can let your window up, right? <laughs> and <laughs> I don't know <laughs> why she thought that was cool to say or like whatever. But anyway, um, I, you know, asked for the manager and explained the situation because when I asked for the manager, she's like, he doesn't speak English that well. And I was like, yeah, this don't have nothing to do with him trying to speak English or not. Like, this is about you and your unsolicited ass, smart ass comment. Because, of course, I know I can let the window up. And just as soon as I let the fucking window up, then here you're going to come with the fucking drink. So I could just wait a second. And again, I didn't say shit. I mean, like, goddamn, y'all taking all day. I'm getting fucking wet up over here. I didn't say nothing. Like, I was just minding my own business, and I implore her to do the same going forward. So all that to say, to offer context, um, cashiers at these various establishments, all I need from you is my fucking order that I pay for, whatever that might be. Um, this particular instance, I was waiting on a drink, but whatever it is, that's all I need from you. I don't need your fucking uh, life coaching. I don't need your advice. Like, none of that shit. Like, people ask y'all for stuff. Y'all can't handle that. You ask for a certain shit. It's not in the bag. We can get where you're going. You ask for condiments. That shit short circuits everybody's system. Might even tell the story. I might not. Uh, Chipotle, about two or three weeks ago, I asked a motherfucker for a bag. Just a bag. Like, that everybody's doing they order something. And that shit turned into a situation. So, for now, just uh, stick to the script. Literally. No pun intended. Just... Do what people ask y'all to do, and that'll make everything flow smoother. With all due respect. With all due respect, um, y'all know I'm real big on the the human experience, right? So I was watching, you know, a, the, I was watching was it the Last Dance or whatever it is with with Jordan again, and how great he was, and you know, something came to mind about, you know, what you were put on this planet to do, like what were you born to do. And I thought about people and how people work, right? And most people would not do what they were born to do. Most people would not do what they were born to do. They would rather be born to do what they want to do. And I thought about that and I was like, well, if the good Lord, whether that's Jesus or Yahweh or Allah, whoever came back today, and said, you were built to be the best, what something off the wall. You would have been the best, the best seamstress, right? 
the best cobbler, the best uh, teacher or whatever, right? That's the skill or the vocation that most fits what you do. Would you do that? You know, if God told you, I built you to do this, would you go and do that? And I thought about that. I'm like, most people would not do that, even if God came down and told them that that's what they were engineered to do. You would be the Michael Jordan of fucking seamstressy, whatever it is, right? Seamstressing, tailoring, or whatever. Most people would not do that, right? Um, that's very much um, played out when I, I take my kid to soccer, right? And I don't care if my kid is good at soccer. I, I'm there for the for my kid to go out there and learn about teamwork, just to get some exercise, get outside, get some vitamin D, stuff like that. But I see these dads out there and they take their kids to football. Some of these kids don't even want to play football, right? But they put so much energy into, you know, making their kids be born to do what they want to do as opposed to focusing on, you know, listening and looking for what your kid was born to do, right? We don't see a lot of dads and moms putting their kids in things to cultivate what they might be interested in. I don't see a lot of kids in carpentry classes or, you know, learning how to drive go-karts or anything, right? You know what I'm saying? Math and coding, all of these great things. There's an infinite amount of things that you can learn to do in this world. But by and large, you can tell that kids go, you get a certain age, you're old enough to play baseball. You're old enough to play football. You're old enough to play soccer, right? And it goes in that progression, right? And it's just really weird. I don't have anything profound to say about it. It's just an observation that as human beings, we don't really care about what we were built to do or what our strengths are or what our, where our elitism lies. Um, me personally, I feel that I may have been given some gifts. I'm, that's what the Bible tells us. Everybody's been given certain gifts to do certain things on this earth. And I'm hell bent on understanding what those gifts are. And I want to know that. Um, I would encourage parents or I would encourage young, you know, adults, you know, to continue on that journey and understanding what it is that you were put on this earth to do, right? You don't need to look at a meme and let the meme tell you what you think you should do, right? Or what everybody else is doing. Like, oh, everybody else is in cybersecurity and that's where the money is. That may not be what you were put on this earth to do. You need to listen. You need to listen with an open heart and with an open mind on where your strengths are. You will gravitate towards the things that you love and to the things that you were good at and the money will come, right? Um, just an observation on my part, man. So just to reiterate, most people on this planet will not do what they were born to do. They want to be born to do what they want to do. Try not to be the latter and, you know, try to work harder to be the former with all due respect.